Yo, Chev. What? Just say after dark. It's another episode of After Dark. <laughs> it's another. It's another episode of After Dark. Let's go. Ah. Hey, it's like we do these every week. Oh wow! Sometimes we do them more than once a week. Um, <laughs> we have been talking recently about uh, the new set, the new fall Magic: The Gathering standard expansion, Dominaria United, and uh, it is it is nearly here. Uh-huh. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be about a week until release. But of course, as usual, we know the entire set. Uh, far in advance so correct it's only correct that we do a little little three brews to to i don't remember what the acronym is we're gonna do the speed brew thing yeah okay? yeah we're gonna we're With gonna the, go through three decks or or maybe more if we think we get a lame one um and then the two of it's us always more than three it's, it's always a, more than three it's always more than and three. i need to just change it to question mark to question mark brew to question B1 mark B. brew question mark bro because we've got oakley on here a few times uh the only yeah. thing that's that's kind of constant is we'll rattle off as many hot tech pieces as we can think of. And we're also, so we're going to include in this pool that we look at um, all rare and mythic legendary creatures from um, Dominaria United, all new ones from the Dominaria Commander decks, and the Legends Retold. Uh, so those three subgroups are being added to this little little pool we've got going on here. Yeah. And if I may up the intrigue, I noticed that you only said rares and mythics, even though we know we're getting a ton of uncommons. So <laughs> maybe we'll talk about those That's somewhere true. else. Why, why would we? People just have to, <laughs> refuse to pay attention things. and listen. <laughs> uh, people will have to just wait and find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I see no reason to dilly dally any longer. I have a random number generator up, and of the Forty-seven. There's forty-seven options, and we've literally cut out like twenty options at the uncommon level. That is true. Okay, um, that's actually ridiculous. Uh, all right, random number generate number twenty-four, right in the middle. Oh, that's so much mad. Okay, so that would be six down from Scryfall's four. So four, yep. eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty-four. Are you getting Rasputin, Rasputin? the Oniromancer? Uh, one and white blue for a four-one. Um, human wizard. When Rasputin the Oniromancer enters the battlefield, put a dream counter on it for each opponent you have. Each opponent creates a one-one red goblin creature token. Then you can tap to remove one or more dream counters from Rasputin. Add that much colorless, or tap to remove a dream counter from Rasputin. Create a two-two white knight creature token with protection from red. Wow. Okay. So what? This has got to be like a lore thing, right? Because this card just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so this is this is one of the um, Legends Retold. Rasputin Dreamweaver was a Legends um, card that's a 6-mana 4-1, enters with 7 Dream Counters, uh, and you can remove a Dream Counter to add 1 Generic, remove a Dream Counter to prevent the next 1 damage uh, that would be dealt to Rasputin, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, if Rasputin started the turn untapped, Put a dream counter on it. Rasputin can't have more than seven dream counters on it. So it's it's very clearly playing off that old dream counter thing. We have the same ability of removing a counter to add a colorless. Uh, there's there's the damage protection in the original, and then there's that weird tappy untappy thing, which I think we're we're getting in this new one by having to tap to use those abilities. So what, a fun fact: if you play Rasputin the new one uh, on one turn, you can you will then have enough mana the next time to probably cast the old one the next turn because you have a source of three mana and then you get an additional three. Oh, so that's true. clearly tech true. number one um so <laughs> i think the thing 
Like, the only thing I want to do right for this is just I want to play, play, like, a bunch of proliferation and then things that untap Rasputin so I can make a, a bunch of knights. I don't really know I don't, if I care I don't about so. the mana generation. I, I think the I think that is the the exact wrong way to do this. Um, you've got so you've only got three counters most likely when Rasputin hits the battlefield. So over three turns, you can make three two two knights with protection, uh, or you can untap it and then make multiple in a turn. But you still only get three activations with this instance. I think you're largely going to flicker Rasputin and use that mana generation. Um, some proliferate will be good, but I think having this card's going to be most likely useful when you're tapping it to add three generic or more to your mana pool as as a mana dork. Like having the knight at instant hmm. speed can be good for a blocker. Um, so maybe you're doing this with like instants and sorceries a lot of the time. But I really see this as an interesting take on a blink deck more than anything else. Fair enough. So I guess you would like Conjurer's Closet, right? Yeah. Blink Rasputin, end of turn to reset the counters. And then when it comes back around to you, he has he's no longer summoning sick. You can tap him for, you know, I mean, three mana, mana dork in blue white is a big deal. Yeah, but just, and then if you don't have think something, I'm still that excited about it. What's the? Is it the Ozolith? Because then if Rasputin leaves the battlefield, you can put the counters on the Ozolith, and then you can cash up on your dream counters. I'm just worried about well, when their, you. What, what was that? When you tap him, when you tap him, you have to remove the counters. Remove one or more. I'm confused what you're Right, saying. but if we're going to tap him for three mana, you're removing all of them. Right, but I'm saying if we're blinking him back and forth, we don't need to lose the counters. Because if you blink him, of course, you lose all counters on him. So I'm saying we can save up mana through him through the blink effect. Yeah, if you're not going to use him for a turn. Right. Yeah, you can um, just... Okay. I mean, sure. I guess... Uh, I, <laughs> I, like, I guess this is just, like, where I am at with, like, strictly blue-white decks. But I almost feel like I want to... Do I think you're right? Like if we're gonna do the blinking thing just to use him as a mana dork, um, like I want to like have things that have like cumulative upkeep, like maybe like stacks pieces almost, mm. where it's just like we can use him to pay for cumulative upkeep every turn, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely but, this. This feels, and I, I get this from a bunch of the uh, legends retold. There's a few that are you know super powerful and we we might get to those if we roll one but this definitely seems like uh we're, we're paying homage to the original it's going to be just as jank as the original and we're still going to have a fun time with it which i really appreciate because there's a certain person who's going to make this and it's going to be broken and the art is amazing and a name like the oniromancer i'm assuming has something to do with sleep which is also pretty cool and the, the guy's name is rasputin so with enough bad attitude going into this you can you can really kind of force a deck that works yeah, every time I see his epithet, I I read that as the ornery mancer, and I'm like, he's just an angry old man. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I think there's things that you can do with this deck, and like we've said, there's mm -hmm. you know, whether you're doing a lot of untapping, whether you're blinking, whether you're using him as a mana rock, whether you're just I mean, there's plenty of ways to proliferate and just like make sure that you just always have yeah. two two white knight tokens and stuff. Um, he, I think he's going to be one of those ones that's perfect at, like, a table full of fours and fives, you know? Yeah. You're like, hey, we're all playing our $30 decks, our $50 right. decks, you know what I mean? It's one of those more niche ones where it's just like, hey, I'm I'm just doing cool stuff and I'm having a fun time. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, like, this is a real engine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, 
Should we uh, should we roll another number? Right, let's let's move on from Rasputin. Let's go uh, almost all the way to the end. Let's go to number forty-four. All right, twenty-eight, <laughs> thirty-two, thirty-six, forty, forty-four. You said. Yes, sir. Varric, warped Senger. Uh, one, a white and a black for a two-two legendary creature, vampire. Uh, flying death touch lifelink. Wow. Whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, if life was paid to activate it, you may pay that much life again. If you do copy that ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. So this seems like a little more busted. Um, we've got <laughs> yeah. minimum a three mana 2-2 two -two with flying, death touch, and lifelink. So you've got a way to kind of get that life back. Um, and then I'm, tr I'm trying to think of like all the abilities. Shieldred in this set, you know, whenever you draw a card, you gain two life. Whenever an opponent draws a card they lose two life uh would probably be good in here but that doesn't really activate the effect um oh uh like black market connections maybe or, or things that are like you know you you pay a life um to do a thing i think that's yeah, how this works, i like that right? i'm gonna do a quick little uh i'm gonna do a quick little scryfall search life oh if life was paid to activate it so that has to be like okay so something more templated like villas where it's a black pay to life Target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Um, and then, yeah, that would be a good engine here. So it needs um, to be in the cost. Greed, oh, Phyrexian Reclamation. I was going to say Greed. Yep. Yeah. Argyle's Bloodfast is similar. Um, oh, no, that's unfortunately that's not a... Yeah, it's going to be key to remember that it needs to be like for, for Varric to work, the paying the life has to show up before the colon. Or it has to use the words yeah. pay as opposed to lose. I know that tripped me on the first um couple. Chainer yep. is a nice one. Yeah. Uh get uh double double reanimation. Doom Whisper. Well, I guess that's no, that's never mind. So the other thing is you gotta remember that like certain cards uh like when it says Doom Whisperer, pay two life, surveil two paying an additional two life to surveil to again it's this it's the same right it's the same functionality mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah i think there's a lot of uh oh plus there's like font of agonies whenever you pay life put that many blood counters on font of agonies yeah one in a black remove four destroy target creature with it yeah there's a lot of funky things you can do with this uh like uh glass cast heart yeah is a uh, like a token generator so you can double up on that we said all the greed effects this seems like it could be a um in instead of being varak the the senger which i do appreciate and is a truly horrifying looking vampire which would be the main reason i don't play this card is because like i love how much i hate that art um but this almost seems like oh it could be an updated selenia in terms of th that ability of pay to life return it to hand and you get these decks that really care about draining your life next to nothing and swapping with an opponent this seems like a a better trigger you lose the ability to kind of activate your loss of all life in the command zone but we've gotten enough cards that help you enable that now that maybe the loss of that ability in the command zone is worth having a creature that comes down earlier is more effective and gives you more ability with uh your life dropping ability life dropping you know lines yeah, I could see that, right? Like you're 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 just getting even more value mm -hmm. from being able to pay and get down to that low life uh, where you want to be anyway. Uh, I just found this card. I don't think 
I've never seen this car before. I don't know if you have. It's from 8th edition. It's white-bordered. Uh, it's called Murderous Betrayal. It's a triple black for an enchantment, and then you can pay double black and pay half your life rounded up to destroy target non-black creature that can't be regenerated. Wow. What is this card? That's... You trying to pay, trying to pay three quarters of your life, my guy? Does it destroy two creatures? Oh. If only that was rounded down and just use that to wipe the board and put yourself at one life. <laughs> True, yeah. The unfortunate thing is it costs triple black and you have to pay double black to activate oh, true, it. But like true. if you're a mono So it's not exactly free. like a Yeah. Oh, you know what's a huge one that we didn't even think of is a Phyrexian reclamation. That's crazy. Oh, you know what's an even huger one? Fetch lands. Don't we? Wow. That were wait, uh hold up. Does he say It isn't in a mana ability because it's fetching ability. a land. It doesn't have to be yeah, it's not that. And I was just, I was like, I was like, oh, there's no way this works with like lands, right? It's got to be actual permanent. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yep. Just. No, I. I yeah. So just double. There, there's your ramp. Yep. There's your ramp in, in freaking. I kind of uh, like yeah, that a lot. I, I haven't had an Ortsov deck in a little while, but having this, having excess, like this is dropping turn three. You you should have two to three lands in your opening hand. You're probably drawing another one by this time this comes out. You've got a couple rocks. Like you're playing this on curve. And then if you're playing a, a you know, decently powerful deck with these um fetch lands like that's probably worth it like you're going to ramp out pretty quickly as soon as you draw a couple of these yeah because that's for sure i mean you you can run the off colors um so that gives you access to what three fetch lands then you've got prismatic uh that's another fetch um and then well no if you're if you're running off fetch lands you have access to like six or oh eight yeah because they only need to touch one of them yeah yeah, so this gets... I mean, you, that's putting a lot of money into your mana base. That kind of requires your commander to be there. But I mean, if you're yes. if you're playing a deck where you're trying to drain yourself of life, too, that's that's a pretty potent po combo. Yeah. Uh, two, just two more that I've mm -hmm. uh, thought of slash found while I was doing my search. Uh, Razaketh yep. is crazy. Yeah. Because um, you pay two life and sack a creature, and then you demonic tutor. And uh, Righteous Aura is a card that... More people need to play. One in a white enchantment. White, pay two life. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage. I'd rather pay four life than take 12 and 10 from two Eldrazi Titans, respectively. Yeah. Yep. That's that's very true. And then there's also... Um, yeah. So something that I think, like, I don't think we'll have time to get into here because we should probably move on to the next one, too, is um, mm. abilities. It, it'll be important when you're building um, Varric to... Abilities that have like multiple different parts and paying life is one of them. So like, you know, uh, like you were mentioning, you know, pay two mana, uh, pay X life uh, and then do another thing like sacrifice a swamp colon and effect. This will work where you just pay that life again uh, and then you just get to double the effect. So like I'm thinking of things um, Sinister Concoction, a, a one black mana enchantment uh, budget the card, pay one black, pay one life. Put the top card of your library into your graveyard, discard a card, sack it, destroy target creature. So that is so much stuff you have to do to destroy a creature, but you pay one additional life, you get to double that effect. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So it's important to look at those things too. Like even even when you're searching on Scryfall for abilities that you know cost cause you to pay life, don't be thrown off by ones that cost other stuff as well, because you don't have to double up on those. True. Also, let's not forget that Yogmoth does this. <laughs> oh, terrible. Anyway, yeah, I think this is. I think this. I think this card has like uh, potentially busted potential. Like you said, you yeah. can do a Selenia game plan. 
I mean, there's just also so much like recursive aristocratic value things, like just yep. naming like Yogmoth to you know as, as one of them. You can just get, and I love that this is only three mana, right? I, I'm I've really been into the like the lower yeah. uh, CMC uh, commanders recently, and I, I think this is just yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of value to be had, um, whether it's a mid range deck, a combo deck, a control deck. So let's uh, let's get another number. Just a little bit back down the line, number 39. Ooh, that rhymed. Would that be uh, the ever-changing Dane? That sounds right. Oh, oh no. It's the ever- Wait, why is this card's art so freaking nasty? <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this. That's disgusting. Uh, the ever-changing Dane is a white, a blue, and a black... So Esper for a legendary shapeshifter, a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, you can pay one generic and sacrifice another creature, and the ever-changing Dane becomes a copy of the sacrificed creature, except it retains that changing ability. Um, what the hell? So this is, uh, this is of course, a, a callback to Half Dane, I think the name is, um, which Eric gave Oakley a deck of for one of the Christmases. When we do our Christmas swaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Half Dane originally was a 4-mana 3-3 at the beginning of your upkeep. Power and toughness become equal to the power and toughness of target creature other than Half Dane until your next upkeep. So this kind of takes it in a much more interesting and grotesque uh, manner where you're kind of killing something and absorbing its essence. Um, I, yeah, this, this feels like my mind is instantly jumping to kind of like making it a weird Voltron deck where you just have a bunch of creatures with keyworded abilities you care about that you can just give to the ever-changing dane when required um because i uh-huh okay you can do some stuff with this i'm I'm trying to think like maybe some necrotic ooze kind of stuff too where you have cards that have like some downside but when you make this a copy we somehow remove it like if they enter the battlefield and something bad happens but they have an activated ability um i'm trying to think and and maybe maybe a scryfall search uh that you can do while i'm kind of stalling for time is if are there cards that are like enter the battlefield um if you don't pay some ridiculous cost sacrifice them and then they have some cool activated ability or something because then like they can come down that triggers on the stack you sacrifice it kind of in those old uh titan lines that we saw with theros beyond death and then the ever-changing dane will gain access to those activated abilities but you don't have to pay the cost for something nasty um Either way, uh, the only thing that I can think of off my top of my head is uh, if you know, um, I want to say it's called like Phyrexian Dreadnought. It's a one mana 12 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then when it enters the battlefield, you have to pay like 11 mana or you sacrifice yeah. it. <laughs> so with that on the stack, you could turn. I mean, that's that's Voltron right there, yeah. right? Because he's a 12 12. That's a two hit kill. Yep. And that and it maintains um, it, right? It doesn't it doesn't go away at end of turn. So you kind of have to remember those things. Yeah, it, it has that forever. Um, um yeah, I, I just didn't I, do the I right definitely search. See I can't as... see anything that's uh, <laughs> too ridiculous here, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think you're just going to end up playing this as like is, Esper uh... Aristocrats a little bit, uh, but then you can just kind of pull keywords when you need them um, from other stuff. I definitely think Voltron would be cool, and I'm sure there's there's some synergy I'm I'm missing here, but I don't know. I feel like this is. Because it's it's got to be creatures you control, so it's not like you're kind of you know making some weird deck based on what your your opponents are playing. Um, I'm thinking cards that like 
like a undying um persist oh okay uh, there's like i think there's one other keyword something like that where like you just now you know you just have two two copies of this card yeah basically and then also i guess if you're doing undying and persist that gives dane like pseudo protection it's a copy of that card it comes back yeah Um, yeah but i'm trying to think of it's yeah like what what has uh like a good static or activated ability and gets value when it dies Mm -hmm. i don't i'm not i don't know yeah i i Maybe this is maybe I got to think about it more like Orvar too, because I built a deck with Orvar, and Orvar is you know when you target it, when you target a creature with a, a single target spell or ability, make a copy of it. Maybe it's just like you described, where you know you have you have the ever changing Dane out, and instead of you know Voltron on the ever changing Dane, you're instead doing kind of what you were getting at with the persist and undying, where you just have broken creatures that people are trying to remove, and every time someone tries to remove one, you turn the Dane into it for kind of another go round or something like that. Um, but it seems like a lot of setup, uh, and, and it's probably more likely that there's a broken combo we don't know about, and that's where this deck is going to kind of lie. Fringe, but when it shows up, you're going to hate it for the art and the, the deck construction. Yeah. Does this have an old art that I can appreciate, or is this... Uh, no, this is another nope, Legends Foretold uh... card, so it, it's just got the one, or retold. Gotcha. All right, well let's uh let's retell this random number because I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. <laughs> frankly, uh, let's go to number twenty one. Old enough to drink. To twenty one, you said. Yes, sir. Twenty eight, twenty four, twenty twenty one. Another legends retold. Ohabi Kalaria. Uh, yes, oh, we talked about. I this love one. this card. One a green and I love a white. This card. One three elf archer reach. Untap all archers you control during each other player's untap step. And whenever an archer you control deals damage to a creature, you may pay two. If you do, draw a card. Yes. Yeah. This is a sick card. We were actually, you and I were actually like just talking this up when it was first spoiled. And now I'm like trying to remember desperately what we were talking about. There's, there's like a surprising amount of archers that you can get. I want to say there's like 60 or 70. Yes. Most of them are not that good. No. Most of them are like tap and also pay mana to deal a small amount of damage to like an attacking creature, mm-hmm. which is, listen, the untap all archers you control thing is, is that's like a busted effect, right? We've seen like Prophet of Crufix. We've seen like, uh, you know, Seedborn Muse. Yep. So if you have like basically all archers, that's great. It's just, they're not tapping to do anything super crazy. So, um, you need, I think the biggest things for this is you want to like almost play like a controlled it game mm-hmm. where you have things that can untap your, uh, or well, you're untapping anyway, but uh, you have things that can like, you know, allow you to either tap for mana, like uh, other, other things. Right. Or you're like, oh, we're going to give like all our archers death touch so we can just start like, you know, shooting stuff. Yeah. There were, there were those abilities. Um, I think the, the draw is going to be pretty useful. Um, I, I think a lot of the time, too, you're going to play this politically in the sense where you have big creatures going at your opponents from your op- other opponents, and so you're using these to deal, because they're all like deal one damage or deal a couple damage to target creature, uh, usually attacking or blocking or creatures with flying. 
And so, you know, you're up against hypothetically an Ur-Dragon deck and you're just like pinging these dragons, but they untap, you know, with, with uh, each player's untap step. And then every time you deal damage, you get to pay two and draw a card. So it's really going to be off that value engine. Um, one of the things we did talk about that was our, our spicy tech, so I'll, I'll drop it here if, uh, if people are, <laughs> are still listening. Um, but that was, uh, since a lot of them are attack target, target attacking or blocking creature, um, we can use them to ping our own dinosaurs. Dinosaurs mm-hmm. with the enrage mm-hmm. ability. Things like Apex Altasaur, when it's dealt damage, it fights. Uh, or Ripjaw Raptor, draw a card. Ranging Raptors, uh, tutor for a land. Polyraptor, make a copy. Uh, Exile Effects, uh, get bigger, etc., etc. Proliferate is on one. So you can kind of trigger their enrages, untap them, uh, and then pay two on top of that to draw a card. Uh, so it doesn't need to be combat damage, which of course is, is necessary if you're doing archers as well. Uh, but then I think you either got to go death touch or like raptors or something a little bit sneaky because otherwise you're not going to get the value you want out of just archers. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think there's a very cool and probably somewhat dirtily sort of like engine deck that you can get this into. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it is a powerful deck, similar to when we were discussing um, Rasputin, the ornery, the ornery mancer. Yeah, Rasputin. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that there's like you know some cool like oh look 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 at the the puzzle pieces that I put together, but I, I don't think this is ever going to be competing with any of our main decks, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm- I do. Th- this is something that I want to. Uh, I think I want to actually try and make a deck and maybe it'll maybe it'll be a budget deck hopefully the all these archers since they're all so bad they're all they'll all be like a cent right and i can uh you know make this like a 30 40 50 dollars yeah deck. yeah you could we'll see uh what basilisk collar is down to a dollar now uh gives equipped creature death touch and lifelink that'll be pretty spicy in here oh that's a huge pickup there's i, like I think that. there's yeah. a couple artifacts or enchantments maybe that give a creature all creature types so maybe you can play around with that with things that aren't necessarily archers um yeah there are i gotta see if they're I really feel like a lot of the changelings are not good. Yeah, realm. Um, you're going to be looking mostly at call time ones. So like realm walker, which is the classic one now for all tribal decks. Um, as uh, you may look mm-hmm. at the top card and cast them if they're of the given creature type. So you'd pick that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like I like Ohavi Calaria, but god fucking just archers come on why why, why do all the archers say print some better archers we just have to wait for the the cycle of uh, all creatures you control our given type to hit green because what we've got that effect in blue and black now so <laughs> well um oh there's that other call time card the artifact the, like the mythic artifact that does it right i thought that makes copies of creatures um wait, oh no on, you're right masculine nexus Creatures you control are every yeah. creature type. The same is true for creature spells you control and creatures you own that aren't on the battlefield. So yeah, you play that. Oh, and then you can pay three to make a, a two-two, which obviously has this ability. Um, so that could be useful. Um, I hate to rely so heavily on a single artifact, but that could get you some more broken stuff. Or maybe like you know you're running Elvish Mystic, you're running all those like easy mana dorks, and then you run that in there just to give it a little extra oomph. Yeah. One one last thing I was thinking is there are a number of cards that say tap X number of creatures do some effect right, right. like I think there's one enchantment in white that's like tap five creatures destroy target creature yeah. 
if I'm untapping everything every turn, those become more viable. Obviously, you need to have like you still need to have several creatures out for this. Yep. And they're archers, so they're not that good. Yeah, and, but, and we are in the colors of Convoke too, so we'll, we'll probably have some some spicy pickups from there. Oh, true. Uh, there's how many how many instant speed Convokes are there? I, I can think of like two off the top of my head, but I I, I don't know. I'm I'm, it's, I'm it's, trying to it's squeeze for any any incremental value. Yeah. Um, w- yeah. one card that popped up, uh, symbiotic deployment. A green and two generic, an enchantment from I think invasion. Um, skip your draw step. Tap one. Oh god. Tap two. Untap creatures you control. Draw a card. Um. Yeah, I don't hate it. I hate the line. Skip your draw step. Yeah. But as long as no one is like just killing all. See, this is the thing, right? You do that <laughs> and you play that and you draw a card yep. and then literally the next person in turn order says wrath your board congratulations you idiot mm-hmm. so true so we'll so that one's not as good uh cryptolith right you're going to want because that just turns all of your creatures into uh mana dorks and then one card Yo, that, isn't that card like really expensive uh it's yeah it's it's 14 bucks now yeah jesus um, christ okay what's not 14 bucks and is actually six bucks cryptic gateway I think this is in my werewolf deck as one of those uh, quicksilver key effects. Five mana artifact. Tap two untapped creatures you control. You may put a creature card from your hand into play that shares a creature type with each creature tapped this way. So, oh, I am I am familiar with cryptic gateway. I have I have tried to put that in many a deck. It does not belong in. (laughs) (laughs) You've never. When have you played a tribal deck where that would make sense? Um. Sorry, I have brewed that into many a, a ah, deck. I, see, it didn't, I, <laughs> I don't know if I've... I've probably only played it in a deck like once or twice, and it might not have even shown up. <laughs> I, 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 I either own or owned a copy, but it got to like... I don't know. I want to say like maybe eight bucks or something, and I was like, I don't really need this. I'll just get the credit. So, <laughs> but, but yeah. All right, I think that's enough of our, our, our beautiful Elf Lady mm-hmm. of the Forest. Let's uh let's hit one more and see if we can get a real, bonus a real round. heater. Yeah, let's see if we can get one from the actual bonus. set. It's been the bonus round, my guy. This is like our sixth one. <laughs> um, I'm just going to veto that one. <laughs> what was it? It was, it, I literally, I hit the counter and it was at 21 and it just went, boop, 22. And I looked at number 22 and I was like, yeah, it's, not, it's not a good sack commander. Another, another lesson to be told. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to a, oh God. Well, this, this one, we might, we might do an, a, a bonus bonus. Uh, Cause we're doing number three, Beru, the worm speaker Ooh. for two and two green. You get yourself a legendary creature, human druid, a three, three who has worms you control get plus two plus two and have trample and for the bargain of seven and a green and tapping you can create a four four green worm creature token but that ability costs x less to activate where x is the greatest power among worms you control okay now that i read that last clause i feel like this is just every turn tap like one or two mana make a six six with trample yep which i'm a little bit more in for yes yeah, so, so still, so Baru is that future. It's it's from that cycle of grandeur cards from Future Sight. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, so, I, I just had a, a revelation. So, yeah, so yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah, we're yeah. getting our, our our next one of him, and then like worms are one of the creatures that you don't see often anymore because I think they're they're really only on Dominaria because most of them have been switched to like where we would have seen worms before. Maybe we see dragons. Um, Sure. Or like dinosaurs and stuff, because I think some worms transformed into dinosaurs. But anyway, worms are one of those like old school types. I remember Crawworm and those guys when I like first joined. 
uh, magic and then being yeah, able to iconic. play those in a deck that kind of honors them correctly. Now, most of them already have trample, but you know, we'll take double trample. Um, and then kind of getting it, this feels like a more fun mono green version of Selvala. Like Selvala is the broken uh, legendary for three mana from Conspiracy 2 that has a, a, a line of text that doesn't matter. And then the other one that's like tap a green and her to add mana to your mana pool equal to the like greatest power among creatures you control. So I feel like there's a sort of um, connection between these two kind of in terms of like an ability that uh, gives you sort of a broken value. And I really like the idea of, yeah, paying two mana, paying one mana, getting these worms every turn and kind of filling your board with a trampoline menace. Um, probably not going to any competitive tables, but I think if you're making worm tribal, that's just not what you're hoping to do anyway. Uh, I, I like the enablement. I like the, the giving trample to everything. It's a, a good, clean card, I would say. Yeah, I will say uh, there are a lot of worms that natively have trample. I'm looking at all the uh, the mono green worms right now, but they're, they're like some real heaters. Like Bellowing Tangleworm, 5 mana 4-4, four, four, uh, green creatures you control have Intimidate <laughs> is kind of huge for like yeah. when you have a bunch of 7-7s seven with trample. Um, and then, you know, you have things like uh, Elder Scale Worm when, uh, well... As long as you have seven or more life damage, that would reduce your life total to seven. Uh, reduces to less than seven. Engulfing Slagworm. Whenever it becomes blocked by a creature, destroy that creature. You gain life equal to its toughness. Grothama, that stupid battle bond card, Yo. is uh, is also technically a worm. And of course, my homie, I got a shout out. You remember the article? Impervious Great Worm. Yep. Ten mana, but convoke indestructible sixteen sixteen. Except now he's an eighteen eighteen with trample, bitch. That is that is quite potent. So Baru is, I, I know he's probably riding a worm in the art. It looks like he's on top of a dragon. We just haven't seen enough worms recently for me to recognize that that's probably a worm. I think that's what, I I need to look. I think that's what OG Crawworm looks like. Really? Like it oh, looks excellent. like moderately dragon. Like yeah. a lot of the early worms as well were way more like dragon, Dragony. almost uh, snake. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, this is the new crawlworm art. But if you look at something like if you look at a barb tooth worm or Argothian okay, okay. worm, they look very, very much like a, a dragon, mm-hmm. just without wings and legs. Um, but yeah, all right. You know what? I was talking shit earlier. I'm in. Baru, he's a cool guy. This is a cool meme commander. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm in for this. This is like, uh, we've championed the idea of like you know like the just turn your brain off i believe we termed it the drunk commander right at the end of yes. the night when you yeah. can barely see straight and you're like i still want to play one more game but yeah the turn your brain off like that that's what barry was for me i'm like we're, we're gonna play monocolor decks and we're just gonna see who can punch the hardest yep i'm in for that yeah and obviously we have ways to uh, if we have ways to untap right now we're making Ooh. like multiple worms a turn yeah now we're getting crazy seed more once again i talked <laughs> seed more news is a busted card but like yep. it's it's really good yeah, yeah you can do it instant uh oh man that's that's pretty turn, turn it into an archer put it in that deck oh well broke it <laughs> yeah true there's a um i think i think it's an artifact called like spy kit or something yeah it's an equipment oh well that gives it all it names in. oh f- not types dang never mind yeah i take I know, it back i, I take it back that's uh that's unfortunate that's a card I've looked at, and I'm like, how can I break this? And then I'm like, I don't want to actually think about it. It hurts my brain to try and figure out how this would work. I think the combos, if it enables literally any combos whatsoever, they're so convoluted. It's just not worth it. Yeah. You know? Well, here's to another day of not thinking about Spy Kit. 
Um, let's fair let's enough, let's change it up enough. for our our bonus bonus rounds of this list because we've covered anything but commanders actually in the set. Dominaria United. So kind of How looking really through this Jesus. list we have in front of us, is there any that you kind of want to draw a little attention to that you might think would slip past people or uh, something that you're excited to kind of play with? Uh, let me do a quick peruse, and while I am, you can, uh, if you have anything that you want to shout out. Yeah, so I've I've got a, a couple I've kind of been eyeing. One is the new Shauna, uh, Purifying Blade, Bant. 3-3 for a uh, human warrior with lifelink and at the beginning of your end step you may pay x if you do draw x cards x can't be greater than the amount of life you gain this turn so essentially on your turn you gain a bunch of life then you can pay x and draw a bunch of cards uh this is normally not a commander i like to play with i i'm normally not for commanders that are do a thing draw a card because i find that very boring and maybe it's just because this is a more convoluted um like way of stating that that i feel a little bit more intrigued by it and so i'm i am interested to try sean out i want to kind of brew around and see what happens there's a chance that personally i just get bored by this style of like trying to gain some life but i think if i turned it into something like you know angels or um another another tribe or additional um restriction on my end then it's like okay i'm getting the value from shauna kind of like oakley's uh tim timnet um x decks that he runs where it's like you know deal damage to x number of opponents lose x life draw x cards where it's really like spell slinger or weenies or there's some other aspect where it's like yes your, your commander's bringing you value but your deck isn't solely based around that commander's value so i think like a band right. angels deck would would hit hard be pretty powerful and then with all those guys getting lifelink like you're just getting a massive amount of value from your command zone so i think like something like that could be could be pretty interesting i'm down for that all right now now that i've done my uh, my little my little glance I, I think there's a couple that i just want to mention mm -hmm. um i once again we mentioned this on a pod i think like a month ago but like i don't know what it is with me and gruel commanders nowadays but i feel like talking about marion <laughs> i'm talking about uh no, I'm not. Um, no, screw that card. That card is <laughs> that card is not. It's basic and not based. Um, no, but I feel like Wizards has just been like expanding the design space the most to Gruel, who like ostensibly should have the most limited design space. Their yeah. design space should literally be like punch hard, go fast. Yeah. But um, we mentioned briefly staying Echo Warrior on a previous pod as well. I think this is just something that really needs like mm -hmm. some good attention. This is a very cool card. Yeah. Um, also not from the set the whole, and specifically not what I asked you to find, but you know, literally shut the fuck up. Oh, well the other one I want to talk about, I guess is technically from the commander deck. So, <laughs> or, uh, well actually wait, is that, there's too many different set symbols. I don't know which one there's is There's only which. two. There's, there's two set symbols. Cause, Are you sure? Wait. Yeah. Cause legends, uh, retold have the commander set symbol. So the only two are the okay, one that well, looks like invasion. Uh, because spoilers, the Phyrexians have shown up, and then something with like white in it, because uh, it's like a shield mixed with invasion. Oh well, shoot the uh, the other one I want to talk about is that one. Hold up, wait. Let me give one more look. I already talked about Solkanar. Right. One of I'll, I'll I'll give you a break uh, because uh, the the other one I want to mention is something I mentioned to you. Namada Primeval Warden, uh, two generic, yes. a black and a green, a three four tree folk with reach. 
And if a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. When you do, create a 1-1 green sapperling creature token. Then for a green, sack a sapperling, gets plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. And then for 1 and a black, sack 2 sapperlings, draw a card. So the, the two things that this can be kind of compared to quickly is Slimefoot, which we saw in the Dominaria set from 2018, which is pay four mana, make a sapperling. Whenever a sapperling dies, uh, drain one, gain one. Kind of more of a generic, you know, pump <laughs> pump and dump commander. And then maybe Kalitas, which has the similar uh, creature and opponent controls dies, exile, but then make a 2-2 zombie and do some other stuff. I really like Namada for being a kind of more leaning black Golgari commander. I think that's that's a really cool space and one that I feel I most end up identifying with. And then you're, you're creating yeah. this like large field of sapperlings either by destroying your opponent's creatures or just when they die. And then you have other cards that create the sapperlings, old school fungus, kind of that loop. And with death triggers and all that stuff, this is a really cool, not toolbox, but more controly commander uh, than I think Golgari normally sees. Also, I've been stuck on Namada since the art reminds me so much of Swamp Thing. The uh, oh. <laughs> the DC uh, character of, you know, the, the Lord of the Green and the swamps and stuff. So... I think that's pretty yeah. badass. I kind of want to make an, an altar of this with Swamp Thing as the the art on it. And I think that would be like a super cool kind of blending of my two hobbies in a in a singular card of just like <laughs> wrecking the opponent's creatures and having them come back as little plants as uh, nature retakes the world. Bet. All right, Trev. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a few quick ones. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some from the set because the thing the thing for me looking through a lot of the ones from the set, there are some that I'm excited about either to like build mm-hmm. or that just exist, but most of them are not like we've talked about this. Like a, a lot of commander design now is very much like this does this thing, right? Right. So like Astro Bearer of Blades, uh, I think is sick. It's great for like you know a. Uh, a Boros kind of like Voltroni thing, and plus, obviously, you're in white, so you can blink him to like really dig deep and yeah. steal and you know get whatever equipment or vehicles you might need. But like we said, he he does the thing. Uh, Urtai Resurrected, I think, is a sick option for like blue black uh, tempo control. My Nimrus deck that has been talked about a few times is kind of in, in a weird spot right now, but like you know, Urtai just having that uh, that versatility when it comes in, and of course, once again, you're in blue, so you can blink and get extra right. you know triggers off whatever. That's cool, but like no one's excited about new blue black control thing, right? Um, the one, the one, the final card I want to talk about is the Lady of Otaria. I don't know where this this came from. Uh, why is she an avatar type? Why is she a gruel commander that cares about dwarves? Uh, you may tap three untapped dwarves you control rather than pay the spell's mana cost at the beginning of each end step. If a land you control was put into a graveyard from the battlefield this turn, which is something that gruel has been carrying caring about. If you listen to our popper dual commander. I played the uh, the rioting rebel or something. He ca- I remember he was dealing damage yeah, yeah. equal to lands and grave. Um, uh, with like some of the modern horizon sets, they've been kind of doing that sort of thing. Um, and obviously, like Ren and Six is like a, a card. Um, but yeah, you if a land you control is put in a graveyard from the battlefield this turn, reveal the top four cards of your library, and you can put any number of dwarf cards from among them into your hand. Why? Why does this card exist? Why is it gruel? <laughs> And also, how can I make this good? I, I like this card. Also, I love the art on this, by the way. Yeah. But I'm um, like, what what is this? I wonder. And, like, I'm looking at. I, I think it's a, a callback to the Lady of the Mountain. Because I'm looking at old legends, and that's a green, red four for a five, five. Uh, her given name has been lost in the mist of time. Legend says that her silent vigil will one day be ended by the one who, pure of heart and spirit, calls out that name again. 
I feel is, like... is is that card also an avatar? No, uh, maybe it's a giant. <laughs> what the maybe oh. maybe so this is this, this is like sense. I'm pretty sure this is another Legends Retold card, which is why I was looking into it. I, I would imagine. Um, so yeah. I I would assume it's something similar, but it's like a giant and dwarf dwarfs maybe get along. Yeah, I mean we we've seen dwarves and I in red white so and red green can be pretty interesting and I think we've got enough from. Uh, various sets recently probably leaning harder on the red than I'm, the green. Uh, I'm looking, not going to lie. Okay, so this, first of all, there's one green dwarf. Hey. But two. Dude, these dwarfs are bad. <laughs> there's like there's like Magda, really powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Torbran, really powerful. Storm Kilnarn is really powerful. And the rest of them are like... Pardic Miner, one in a red, sacrifice it. Target player can't play lands this turn. Amazing. I what? I love that so much. I think so. Something that was kind of mentioned about some of the cards in this set, uh, especially with some of these like legends retold or whatever, is cards that look ahead to sets that are coming in future for more support. And I think that is something really cool that Wizards has kind of done a couple times. But I, I think they're really cashing in a little bit now to be like, this is interesting. It'll be in your mind. And then when the mechanic actually comes to fruition, you'd be like, oh, wow, like a commander already exists for this. Uh, they talked about that more immediately or for more immediate gratification with uh, the new Karn Planeswalker makes Power Stones. And Power Stones are enter tap, tap to do something for artifacts. Uh, relatively low powered in this current standard. And we've been told that that is going to change a lot when Brothers War comes out, which is going to be an artifact set. And we'll probably follow the, tr follow the tradition of all artifact sets before it and break standard in some way. Um, but then we have I'm things like... So off. What? I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> and I don't even play standard anymore. I'm just going to be like, like what the uh, heck? Hazaz we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Hazazon, who, uh, you know, like plays back to those deserts of the original Hazazon, but we're most likely going to get more deserts in the future and so that's a thing that it's like it will only continue to get better and i think dwarves we saw them in saw them in kaladesh then they made a return in forgotten realms then a few of them came back in baldur's gate now we're back on dominaria they're also we in have cold a time again. as well what cold time as well cold time as well and they've normally been in boros uh but i i think this is just you know it's it's only going to get better with time and especially with some why isn't this a naya commander i would love a naya command i would love to have a naya commander that i'm actually enthused about and they were like no just play more gruel bitch nah we got the we got the new uh rith just play dragons <laughs> uh bro listen eric's not here i can say it dragons are so played out for me i'm like this is boring i don't want to play dragons even though rith is a cool card right mm -hmm. i like the excess damage theme but like i'm like this is this is boring like come on i think i think dwarves my guy dwarves dwarf dwarves dwarves are cool um yeah cool stuff <laughs> i really appreciate you just kind of just being like i booting down i i had a i had a train and then it was derailed when you mentioned dragons and i forgot it oh i apologize that's my bad some some dwarfs could could have been this giant lady from the past unclear um i'm i'm gonna say yes and i'm sure it tells us somewhere but we're not we're not looking it up right now <laughs> you know what i'm just mad it's a flavor fail what, what the heck it's probably it's probably lore based like all of these are so well researched um that I feel like it's got to be a lore-based decision um, one way or another. Because all these Legends Retold are super cool, super flavorful. Uh, you've got the freaking Zira, the Golden Sting, the Insect Assassin that, like, 
lays eggs in other creatures and has them hatch into insects, which is truly terrible. Not gonna lie, I like that card too, but I just was like, oh wait, this is a Legends Retold. I gotta find one from the set. Shoot, <laughs> crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, a lot of the Legends Retold. Uh, frankly, I'm more excited for the Legends Retold than most, if not all, of the Legends mm-hmm. in the normal set. And even like even like the like quote-unquote like Commander, you know, Commander Precon uh, right. Legends yes. too. Correct. But yeah, yeah, they're sick. Mm-hmm. They're They're all freaking awesome. So... Well, is that it? I think that's I think that's all we're gonna cover here. We gotta leave. We gotta leave yeah. some mysteries. True. The definitive brews for all the ones we talked about, and even some of the ones we didn't. I'll let you guys figure out how that works. But um, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be doing probably some number of group brews after darks mm-hmm. and or articles regarding these legends. As we do, obviously, there's a bunch to to get after. So. Uh, we'll see what's up, and we will uh, hopefully be playing some of these uh, in game night uh, very soon. Heck yeah. We're out. That's it. That, that's our show. Goodbye.